Welcome to Talking Me. I'm Jane O'Gorman from Tent2, your host for today, and I'm delighted to be joined by Vida Barr-Jones, CEO of Focus 7. Hi, Vida. Thanks so much for joining me today. Hi, Jane. It's great to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, my pleasure. Um, Vida, I know you've had first-hand experience of, of the challenges that many of us have faced over the last year, and I'm really delighted that you are here and that you and I can have this catch-up today. And I've, I've enjoyed reading uh, your recent blogs. Uh, and interestingly, one of the recent ones talks about in order to move forward, you need to look back. And, and quite often we're used to the expression, don't look back, don't look back. <laughs> so so it's, it's really good to hear, you know, why, why do you think it, it is so important to look back in order to move forward? I guess when we're working with a client, we want to get to the heart of their business. And to do that, we actually have to look back and look back at the essence of the leaders, their purpose, you know, what were their motivations for starting the business or for joining it? You know, why did they do what they're doing? And, and what happens very often is, is that um, business leaders these days um, are normally in the position that they're in because they've just simply been knocked off course by circumstances. You know, we all start a business with a great vision that, you know, in 10 years time, I'm going to be turning over 10 million and I'm going to sell my business. Mm. But in reality, what actually happens is, is that we genuinely find ourselves being, and certainly in the first five years of any business, you know, it, it, there's the, there, it takes five years for business to completely and utterly establish itself. And they often say that only 1% of businesses will actually survive over the first five years. Um, mm. And so actually when a business gets to five or six years, it's been through this most incredible journey. Um, and nine times out of 10, it's been knocked off course just by circumstances. Sure. Um, and so one of the things about looking back is to go back and find the passion that you had for your business um, so that actually we can get to the heart of the business and bring that forward into the present and then into the future. Um, one of the things that happens when you're, you know, you're just in your business is sometimes you don't stop and look at the trends that are happening around you. Um, and then you actually have to look at the trends of the past and the present so that you can actually build a business for the future. Um, and that's why we really like people to look back. It's all about, in a funny kind of way, to move forward for the future, you almost have to unlearn everything you've ever known about your business to relearn how to grow your business to move forward. Wow, that's really thoughtful input, Peter. Thank you. Um, and interesting, and I think it is, I, I agree, and I think it's really, really beneficial to look back, particularly when there are other challenges that may come up that we, we haven't foreseen. And we know this from the situation that we're all trying to manage at the moment. Um, looking back, and I'm sure you have, what would you say has been the biggest challenge for you over the last year? Well, I mean, Jane, when the, when the, when the furlough, um, the um, pandemic first came and we all had to go into lockdown, yeah. um, I actually, personally, myself and my business partners, we lost 80% of our business overnight, literally. Goodness. Um, we were in the hospitality and the travel industry. And we had a couple of customers with businesses considered to be luxury, luxury businesses, and therefore they almost stopped trading overnight. So, you know, we actually had to sit down and completely rethink um, how we wanted to run as a business. You know, we're a brand... Um, um, a brand-led growth and marketing agency. We were, we we're all about trying to help businesses, um, you know, find their community um, and build their business through their community. And we had to sit down and look at 
you know, what could we do for our community in that period of time? So, you know, the biggest challenge for us, Jane, was that we had to pivot, re, and I hate that word because we almost probably killed it to death all of us. So. We, actually, we actually did have to seriously think, yeah, would be a brand and marketing agency completely online. You know, when at, when we're trying to get to the heart of the business, we were doing that through face-to-face workshops. You know, Jane, you've been in our face-to-face workshops. So and appreciated them. Yeah, absolutely. You know how we try and build that rapport and, and it's all about business emotion. But you know what? We've managed to do that. Um, and we managed to do that by joining a community of other like-minded businesses where we actually all just were looking at, okay, we're in an L-shaped recession. Um, you know, hopefully we'll come out of this L-shaped recession in September 2021. What do we have to do to build our businesses and what do we want our businesses to look like when we come out of recession? And therefore, what do we have to do now to rebuild it and to um, refresh what we had? And, and that's literally how we got through, um, you know, March, April, May. Um, and then we were able to start bringing our team back in in June. I'm pleased to say, Jane, that, you know, with pivoting and with switching around and then with changing how we were talking to our own community. You know, you refer to our blogs and our newsletters. Yeah. And our weekly, you know, um, we made a decision to help our community as much as possible by sharing everything we knew, you know. And, and as we were changing how we were working, we were showing other businesses how to change how they were working because what we wanted to do was to share that learning that we were getting. So we absolutely had to relearn. Um, we had to forget everything that we did. We had to, you know, go back and then relearn how to be a business again, literally. Mm. That's remarkable. And actually, although I say remarkable, probably not unfamiliar either, you know, in, in terms of what impact that must have had on you as a business in that very sudden moment to suddenly lose 80% and have to look back and then rethink. Yeah. And very I- tough. And I'm sure there are so many other businesses out there who completely share what those emotions must have been like at that time uh, so difficult to then you know I think sometimes in, in, in difficult times it's hard to see see that light at the end of the tunnel and plan that, ahead that is actually one of the key things I think one of the things actually like you know we are focus seven is a very collaborative business we work with other people and we were working with a, 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 a company called Bob which is the business of brand and yeah. actually working with like-minded group of people um, who we were then working on a course of how to break down a business and then how to rebuild it. So it was it was incredible to work with a community of other businesses. And I think the big thing that helped us change was is that we actually got together with 20, 30, 100 other businesses who were in the same position as us, Jane, and we sure. all found the way forward. And, and do you th- have you found that's been a much more collaborative environment? Do you think that's, if we're looking at the positives that are yes. coming out of this very very much so because what happened was is that you know we were working with businesses in our own sector and around you know we were working with other marketing agencies who were having the same problems as us but we were also working with you know people in the travel and the hospitality sector and then other very large organizations and companies who just were going oh my god how do i pivot how do i turn what i'm doing and interestingly uh, we all started to help each other Jane. Yeah. You know, we, were all, we were all looking at each other's businesses and then coming up with ideas about how we could um, unite together on purpose um, and then how could we actually drive each other's business forward and I think in back in November back at back last year we actually all joined in on a unite on purpose campaign across social platforms to try and help businesses realize that um, if they became purpose-driven and they could actually 
get to the heart of their business and build communities around them, that they would actually be able to survive and get through this, this, this pandemic together. That's amazing. And that's so lovely to hear in terms of those benefits that have been, that have come and are probably still coming from that. Um, and and I can imagine from the from the business perspective and from what from what you've supported others with, that's been a great benefit to them. What what do you feel, Vida, is is an important quality to be a supportive business leader? And what do you look for in others? Interesting that question. I think the first thing I think for us, which was very, very important for us, James, is that we got the community right within our own business. Yeah. You know, we've had some very long standing, loyal um, staff. And what we needed to do immediately was to create the flexibility um, and the community within our own business. And we, we genuinely realized that to be able to help other businesses, we had to help ourselves. And we absolutely had to make sure that the people within our business were in a good place. So, you know, we did furlough for three months, but when we came out of furlough, the first thing that was important to us was is that um, what was the flexibility needed within the families that were working for us because everyone was working at home um, and we needed to make sure that we could get the blend right um, and I think you know making sure that you are building that community spirit within your own business was almost the first thing for us to do to be able to build that community spirit in other businesses um, so we were all aligned we were all looking forward in the same way um, it's been a massive challenge, you know, um, for people who are trying to homeschool. I've got a dog. I don't have a child. <laughs> so you know, I, don't, I don't face that challenge, but I see every day the strain that that's taken on my own people. Um, and I think from, in terms of the leadership, it was very much about um, making sure that we really, really are truly listening and then actually trying to help people restructure from and find that passion. But it was, it was that concentrated kind of like activity in terms of... Um, what do you need? What do you what do you want? And how do your staff need to work for you? Plus, also, we were all in the same boat. Nobody wanted to be sold to during the pandemic. People still don't want to. Mm. So, in actual fact, the important thing about being a leader was is that you stopped putting the pressure on pushing sales out, but it became more about how do you pull your staff and your community in so that actually they could see what you had to offer and that you were still there. Um, I guess it's really isn't it interesting about the leadership style of it because for me it was very much about collaboration it was very much about forming partnerships it was very much about how could I help other businesses in my community who could then help me mm. so you know actually we started to do the good old trade-off and the tithing of if I do this for you can you do this for me mm. um, and actually that whole style of it wasn't about the profit yeah <laughs> it, it just yeah it, but it's about it, the relationship it was about the relationship and so mm -hmm. literally I think as a leader, if you can park the fact, there's a panic that sets in that goes, I need cash and profit. But mm. if you can make it not about the profit, Jane, and you can make it about the relationship and the purpose and the fact that as a community of businesses, we were all on this in the same boat. Um, it was then about how do I lead my team through this um, so that we can collaborate and partner with other businesses in the same boat. Interesting. That's lovely. And I love the fact that you mentioned in terms of thinking about that collaboration and how best people can work, looking at your internal community as well as how you work with those outside of the business, but really listening and trying to understand what, what works well for them. And, and it resonates absolutely with us because that, that's what we've been trying to promote through flexible working. And, and obviously, these are challenging circumstances and people have so much to think about but what you're doing as a business leader is listening and, and adapting 
and that's getting the best out of 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 your team but also that appreciation and that commitment and and I'm hoping if I'm thinking of any positives that that those are some of the you know the good output that we will have from the current situation that perhaps businesses will think a little bit differently in that respect and I hope so Jane I mean we you know we've 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 known you guys for a very very long time and in actual fact we have a very flexible worker instruction um, but our first three or four employees all came through 10 to 2 so you know <laughs> we all had we had in our business a very when we first started we had an approach of we wanted the right skill set and we wanted the right um, personality and the right people to work with us and it didn't matter to us whether they were working nine to five what we wanted to do was to find the right people yeah. um, and I think that stood us in good stead Jamie we went into the pandemic the fact that we'd already had an agile flexible working kind of mentality mm. um, we'd already had people to work from home on days when they needed to we were tough as a business to be able to work from home um, we just needed to add into that the humanity of it because absolutely um, you know, we, I think in the very beginning, it was very much a case of, um, it was very exciting um, to be able to work from home, but then literally home suddenly became the office. Um, and I think, you know, there was just that extra element of humanity that was needed in terms of how we do it. But yeah, you're right, you know, agility and flexibility, but that was our saving grace, actually, Jane. Yeah, but I love you bring the humanity factor into it too. You know, that's so important for us to, to be mindful of. And interestingly, I was very pleased to see the, the launch last week of the Hertfordshire and West Essex Benefits Portal. Um, and I'd love oh, you to tell us a little bit more about that, Vida. Well, how it came about and, and what benefits yeah, no, this is going you. to bring. I'd love to talk about it. Thank you. Um, I mean, Hertfordshire and West Essex, we were approached by a very um, proactive manager that they had there, young lady Sarah Mason. Um, and she actually looked after all the key workers and the care workers um, in terms of their welfare um, within the Hertfordshire and West Essex um, Trust. Um, and they were genuinely, genuinely um, so delighted with businesses and communities that had supported key and care workers during the first and second lockdown. And what they wanted to do was to actually um, reward and pay back local businesses for their support of key and care workers. Wow. And they came up with this concept. I mean, on a, on a very national level, there is a care worker and key, a key worker benefit scheme. Right. But the idea of the local benefits portal was is that it was very much about the local community being able to access the local um, key workers and care workers that they had supported by ongoingly being able to offer them offers and deals and um, being able to promote local business for local for local people so that we could actually grow back the local economy. Um, Interesting. And so the, the West Ethics Trust have been very passionate about the fact that they have a community of 57,000 care workers and they wanted to give local business unique access to those care workers so that the care workers could carry on feeling valued um, and carry on being rewarded for all the hard work they're doing during this pandemic. Um, and also local businesses can be rewarded by having a guaranteed audience um, and helping local businesses to try and regrow and, re and, and rebirth some, some businesses and get them back on track. Um, and so it's a very much an, an online portal where suppliers can go in and um, put their offer and their, their, their deal onto the portal. Um, and then we will be care workers and local care workers would then be given a, a, a login um, and they would be able to take advantage of those deals. So That's it's amazing. very much about, 
Yeah, thank you. So we're so excited about it. But what we do want to do, Jane, is to do a big call out to all kind of like local businesses in Hertfordshire, Bedfordshire, Bucks and West Essex um, to actually sign up and join the portal because they're going to get a guaranteed audience of 57,000 key workers and care workers. That's superb. And the, the great thing there is, and I'm sure there are many businesses out there, and this is, is great for the local community, and it's that collaborative part again, where, you know, they may be thinking, um, what can we do? How can we show our appreciation? 57,000 care workers, that's a significant number of people, and we owe so much, and they've done such an amazing job. And, and obviously, on the other side of the coin, we've got, you know, so many businesses now, we want to kickstart the company, we want to get things moving again, and to find a platform where they can reach an audience but offer support too, I think it's a great concept. Yeah. And yeah, hopefully, what, what, how, do, how do businesses sign up? How does this work, Vida? Well, I mean, there is, there is a massive campaign that we're going to be launching, and we've also... Um, it's, you know, if you go on to the Hertfordshire um, West Essex or, or go on to Sarah Mason's profile on LinkedIn, but there is a link um, and we're putting out a campaign um, and we're also going into all the local press and the local magazines and the local papers. So we're trying everything that we can to, to log on. Um, but what I will do is, is that if and anyone listening to this um, to this um, podcast, Jane, Jane, they can go to my profile and there is a link there as well to get onto the scheme, but they only need to contact Sarah Mason at the Hertfordshire and West Essex um, Trust and they can get onto this scheme. Brilliant. It's a fantastic project for us. And the reason that we loved this project, Jane, because it was all about community. This is all about supporting a community that is tired and overworked and stressed with a community of businesses who were tired and overworked. And it was trying together um, a whole community spirit where we could actually bring back into the heart of these businesses um, some some real hope um, and also then give the community of care workers some real hope and recognition that people still cared about them and were thinking about them um, that's why I loved the project because it was just a massive community project yeah that's that's wonderful and fingers crossed and I'm really hoping for a great success for that Vida and it's it's lovely because you know just thinking about the chat you and I have had and it has been tough and, and, and there are still challenges ahead, but we've, we've, you know, touched on so many positives here. And in my head now, I'm hearing collaboration, I'm hearing humanity, I'm hearing spirit, I'm hearing hope. And, and it's, it's uplifting and, and fingers crossed, you know, we have to, you know, we've looked back, let's look forward and let's hope for, for a brighter few months months ahead. So, so thank you so much for that, Vida. And, and as we close, uh, is, there, is there maybe one piece of advice that you would give to fellow business leaders who are facing challenges currently and planning for this new year ahead? Yeah, I think, you know, we have to be brave and we have to actually think about trading in a different way in a new era. And I, I, would, I would encourage businesses to reach out and to collaborate and to find strong partnerships and to start looking at working together with other communities of businesses and not be a lone standing business um, in, in the challenge moving forward. And I do believe, and I would encourage businesses is that it's not about pushing sales out in a desperate fashion. It's about pulling people in through your passion for your purpose. Um, so, you know, find that purpose and collaborate with other partners. 
Wonderful. Veda, thank you so much. You're an inspiration. It's been an absolute delight talking to you today. Thank you for inviting me, Jane. I've, I'm, I'm delighted to have joined you. <laughs> and, and to our listeners, I hope you enjoyed talking to me. Look out for future episodes coming soon. <laughs>